Let me set the scene for you guys. It's a Tuesday night. We're on winter break. It's cold out. We're cozy. We just cooked some dinner. <laughs> some chicken drumsticks to be exact. We're going to watch Ted Lasso later. Maybe make some hot cocoa. Wow, really giving him a window into our <laughs> life, huh? And I'm recording this episode with my boyfriend, Zach Siegel. Hi, Zach. <laughs> hey, thank you. you. Guys, hold your applause. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Okay, so I'm gonna start this thing where every time I have a guest on, and you're a guest, we're gonna start off the podcast with a question. Hit me. What gives you energy? Well, energy with Emily. <laughs> I would say, honestly, what gives me energy is those around me. And it sounds kind of corny, but it's true. I mean, spending time with my friends, spending time with you, being with my family, whoever I'm around, a lot of great people in my life, that is who gives me energy. Are you an extrovert? You know, every, every time that I take one of those personality tests, I'm always right on the line. So sometimes I show as extrovert, sometimes I show as introvert, I'm like kind of right in the middle. Okay. So I think depending on my surroundings, I can be either. All right. Interesting. I've got another question for you. What has been your favorite recipe lately to make with me or by yourself? Well, what I just made tonight was probably the best thing that I've cooked for you. And you can probably attest to that. I usually am not very good at cooking. Emily's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emily is certainly the better cook between the two of us. And she's helped me a lot. You're not bad. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my go-to lately, especially, is probably just quesadillas. It's easy. Use my leftover meat, throw in some veggies as Emily might soon-to-be dietitian, not legally registered yet. No. Um, yeah, just throw those vegetables in where I can. So quesadilla has been really good for lunch. Just plain quesadilla? Uh, usually, you know, chicken or beef and then cheese, avocado, veggies, mm -hmm. sometimes rice if I need the carbs, if I'm trying to build that Kim K butt. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, quesadillas are good. I think especially for you, you can – Add a lot of stuff to them, like a lot of cheese. You can get the bigger tortillas as well. For sure, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm sure my uh, eating is a little different than a lot of people. I'm trying to actively put on good weight because I'm needing to be larger for sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> yes, let's. So I've been wanting to do this for a while now, this little podcast with you. Yes. I think it'll be really fun. He was just feeling really left out, and I think he just wanted to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. So, Zach, they don't know you. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Well, uh, I'm Zach, born and raised in Cincinnati. Um, grew up a UC fan. I'm a third year at UC. I play baseball here. I've been playing baseball pretty much my whole life, so that's – my big passion. Um, what position are you? I'm a pitcher. Okay. So not an athlete is what that means. But <laughs> spend a, a lot of time with baseball, both with the team and then in the offseason. Um, aside from that, I'm a business major. Um, I know you make fun of us business majors. You're a former business major No, I'm yourself. technically still business. Yeah, you know, sort of. But uh, 
fun fact, that's how Emily and I met freshman year business classes. Once upon a time, she was an honor student. Now I'm she, still an honor student. <laughs> now, now I'm the honors business student and she has left for greener pastures for nutrition because she was bored by us dummies in business. But anyway. No. Okay. Um, so we covered what you're studying and all that good stuff. Anything else you want to add about yourself or is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, typical college things. I enjoy being with my friends, playing video games with my buddies. Um, I, I really do like exploring different parts of town and, and new restaurants. I think that's something in the last year, especially with Emily that I've gotten more into, you know, getting myself cultured a little bit, <laughs> going to different places, whether it be, you know, new restaurants, museums, like just different parts of town. I, I just really like finding all the cool spots around because it makes me feel like I'm in the know to yeah. know all the good spots around Cincinnati. Yeah, cool. So there are a few things I want to talk about. We're going to cover Zach's eating and what it looks like to be a college athlete, a D1 athlete, what his schedule looks like, how he makes time for himself and others. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our relationship as well and what a healthy relationship looks like to us. So if you can relate to any of these things, um, I think that this will definitely be a good listen for you all, especially if you're in a relationship now, you're looking to get into a relationship, or even if you're just surrounded with people, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like friends, and you might not feel like you have as strong of a connection with them, um, and just how to navigate relationships. And then obviously you know, the fun stuff with his eating and what being an athlete looks like. So let's start with that. What are... (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) What are three of the biggest things you've learned regarding your nutrition as an athlete? Like, Or like the three most important things to you? Okay, if I have to narrow it down to three. um, One is just volume, just working out a lot and um, being active, traveling with the team, all that. You just have to, you just have to eat a lot. I mean, generally I eat, you know, 3,000, 3,500 calories, which is certainly a lot. Um, But I've definitely learned throughout the years what that means. It can't just be like your quote unquote dirty bulk. Like I used to actually eat more when I was in high school, but that was just crap calories, a lot of ice cream. So there are no good and bad foods or calories, right? But (laughs) 800 calories of ice cream, not as good as 800 calories of a protein shake, with you know, your good fats, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one just volume. I just have to eat a lot, plain and simple. I have to kind of force myself to do it sometimes, but two, I would say I touched on it a little bit. It's just making, the changes kind of swapping out this snack for this snack, maybe more calorically dense foods, maybe some good fats, maybe instead of goldfish, maybe it's trail mix. Or, you know, if if I'm just going to eat chips, make it chips and guac or make it chips and hummus, just kind of pretzels with peanut butter. Totally. Yeah. Just, just those little changes I think can make a, a couple hundred calories of a difference go a long way. And I think that, 
has finally helped me gain weight because I've always been on the skinnier side trying to catch up to my behemoth 220-pound teammates. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be two. And then a third thing, I mean, hmm, I, I said volume. I said making the right choice. Three, just learning how to cook for yourself, honestly, because eating the meal plan, eating, you know, cafeteria food every day as a college student, I mean, it, you know, it, it works, but I don't know. I, I swear they put diuretics in those things. <laughs> so I would just say learning to cook for myself is like a life skill. And it's also just something that's helped me a lot day to day. I'm not a big meal prep guy. I'm not doing the chicken and rice like your Instagram powerlifter bros, but just being able to make, you know, a decent meat, rice, potato, you know, tacos, quesadillas. And your vegetable. Yes. Definitely throwing in the vegetables. Emily has turned me on to zucchini. Yes. Zucchini's not my, num- my, <laughs> my number one vegetable now. But yeah, so th- three, I would say cooking. So yeah, cooking, volume, ma- volume, and then making like small changes. Like, I mean, people get overwhelmed by the idea of changing your diet and it's really not like you have to change that much. You just change little things here and there. It's not like you're going to totally revamp what, at what you eat every meal, just adding, add avocado to the sandwich, you know, just little things I think would be my number one. Yeah. So what are some of your go-to meal ideas or snack ideas? So I know you talked a lot about avocado, adding healthy sure. fats, yeah. the trail mix, the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. What else? So, I mean, breakfast, I do a lot of oatmeal or overnight oats or yogurt with granola. Um, a lot of times I'll just do fruit with a bunch of peanut butter. Like peanut butter is that great yes. fat and then the fruits too. So sometimes some mornings I'll wake up, I'll, I'll not feel that hungry. I'll just have like an apple and then a huge glob of peanut butter. And that'll, you know, the peanut butter will be my protein and it'll propel me. I drink a lot of milk. I know people are disgusted by just <laughs> drinking milk, but yeah, whole milk crushed all to all times of day. Whole Tell milk. us about your smoothie. Oh yeah. Your the, smoothie making. The infamous smoothie. This has been documented on Emily's uh, Instagram account. But Every night. It's like clockwork. Yeah. Most nights. Some nights I just eat ice cream, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's you don't share those nights with yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, 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 those are the nights by myself. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I used to do ice cream in them. I don't really do ice cream in them anymore. But that's again just making the small choice, small changes. Um, so as of now, my working recipe usually some yogurt. You know, whatever you want, Greek yogurt. Not, I'm not a Greek yogurt fan. I, I don't I don't like the texture for whatever reason, but I'm a Greek yogurt fan. It's way better than regular yogurt, less sugar, and like one serving, one cup can be as much as twelve to fifteen grams of protein. All right. Well, now that the Greek yogurt advertisement is over. <laughs> um so, <laughs> so yogurt, two scoops of protein powder. Um Usually a banana, a bunch of peanut butter, um, olive oil. I know that sounds olive oil. Yeah, so it, it sounds gross, but if you're trying to bulk, a tablespoon of olive oil is like 120 calories, and it's a bunch of good fat, or at least it's not saturated fat. It's like decent fat. Yeah, it's oil. Yep, it's olive oil. It's good. Yeah. Right. So and, and yeah, you can't taste it. So if you're trying to bulk, peanut butter and olive oil, boys and girls. There you also go. avocado. 
That's another great high calorie food. It's a totally. healthy fat added in there. <coughs> Oats is another yeah. great thing to add in there. Oats all thrown Granola. Yep. And then usually I will end it with frozen blueberries because that just gives it that great purplish blue color flavor. Oh, and then milk, obviously. Lots milk. of milk. Um, yeah. So that generally for me, 800 to 1000 calories. If I'm hungry, I'll take my time and I'll enjoy it. If I'm not as hungry, I will just down it and then feel very bloated after. But, yeah. you know, it's it's the things you do for, for beauty or to gain the weight for my sport. To gain the weight. So your sport, baseball. Yes, ma'am. Working out as an athlete. Yeah. Walk us through your schedule. What does it look like? Practice, lifts, like how much time out of your day does that take? I would say probably like right now out of season and then you're getting ready to get into your season. So tell us what that looks like. How busy sure. are you? So right now over breaks and over the summers, usually I'm just at my off season facility. Shout out to Josh. Um, so that for me, I usually go in in the morning around like nine. I'll get in there, do a long complex warm up more than a typical warm up. It's a lot of like mobility and attacking movement deficiencies, a lot of really in depth, stuff there working at you know my hips work no, like we this. don't know yeah <laughs> what are you talking about? okay so no we don't it's okay you don't need to go all in i don't okay, okay. so you do your stretches or whatever all right <laughs> my stretches or whatever so you know i do that i'll lift which will take a while and generally my split if anyone gives a shit um which you probably don't my workout split no, usually no. two upper days and two lower days i don't do like a push day or a chest day i just do two uppers and two lowers usually the lowers is one squat and one deadlift usually the uppers is um sometimes both bench sometimes one bench sometimes one heavy more of a rowing day so i guess it is kind of a back versus a chest day um and then i throw so that's the most important part i'm a pitcher and i can get really strong but doing the throwing is the most important thing so a lot of drills, a lot of throwing, um, that sort of stuff. And then other off season, I'll do some recovery work. So like I'll get worked on by a PT, um, like massage work and like deep tissue, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I'll generally be at my facility three, four hours. And then other than that, um, that's most of the baseball stuff. So other than that, I'm just trying to focus on getting my food, getting my sleep. That's the biggest part of my recovery is just eating and sleeping enough to recover. <clears throat> so that's off season. In season is a lot more uh, in depth. Generally, I'll go to class in the morning. Practice is usually around like two to five, two to six. So that's just the team practice. Um, and then lifts in there at some point, sometimes between classes, sometimes in the morning. Um, but yeah, generally in season, it's, you know, four or five hours a day about. And then the fun part starts in March where we start traveling. We fly a lot of places. I get to, you know, see a lot of cool cities, go down to Florida usually a couple of times, but that's the most fun part, except, yeah. I, don't, except I don't get to see your great host as much. Yeah, sad. <laughs> sad. So you're busy. Correct. Yeah. And especially busy. in season, I can remember last year when we started dating, you would be gone Thursday sometime yeah. through Monday. Yeah, I usually leave Thursday morning, so I'm missing class yeah. Thursday, Friday. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part too. I, I am uh, having to keep up with my schoolwork too. So it's not like we're just, you know, <laughs> wrestling and tickling each other in the hotel rooms. I'm on my laptop doing homework. Uh, I'll do homework at the airport. I can remember last year so many times just like crushing book reports or not book reports, but just crushing essays. Like sitting in the You're airport. You're like, no, we're we're business majors, not book reports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe for an elective, but <laughs> yeah, just sitting in the airport doing the work. I don't know. For me though, it's not crazy. I just balance it. I keep a decent schedule. You just gotta write things down. It's, oh yeah, okay. It's really not that hard. <laughs> You're like, you just gotta balance it. <laughs> okay so if you love it you'll make time for it that's something that yeah. emily will agree with and no true yeah so how do you make how do you make time for it how do you prioritize things you said you write stuff down i know you love your google calendar yeah big google calendar guy <laughs> sponsor me google calendar um yeah i mean i just kind of have my days regimented out it's like here's school here's practice um <clears throat> excuse me i'm getting over a cold take your vitamins kids yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, time for school, time for homework. Um, and then I always try to give myself time at night to relax and recharge. So whether that be spending time with Emily, whether that's playing video games with the buzz, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, whatever it is, just you can't, you know, burn yourself at both ends. You know, you got to yeah. make time to spend time with friends, go out, that sort of thing. Um yeah, just, just make time for what's important and kind of cut the bullshit. That's what it comes down to. I remember when we first started dating, I think that that's something that you really helped me with because I'm definitely this person. I've always been this person where it's like work, work, work. If I'm not doing work, then something's wrong or maybe I'm not being the best I can be. That's true. And like Nerd. I didn't – I'm not a huge Netflix person. I didn't really watch a lot of shows. But when Zach and I started dating – I can remember there would be nights you're like, okay, stop studying. Yeah. Like your exam is in a month. <clears throat> like let's watch something on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, God, making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> Quizlet. Like, what's my Quizlet streak? What, I don't know. Like, two, like, like 12 like weeks. Two, like two months or probably more. <laughs> like, yeah, Quizlet. I mean, I know I already begged for a sponsorship for me, but if anybody deserves a sponsorship, <laughs> Emily deserves a Quizlet sponsorship because I think you'd be hard-pressed <laughs> to find a person in the country who has a longer consecutive Quizlet streak. Yeah, it's bad. Seriously. <laughs> it's an addiction. But, hey, you're getting better at making time. Yeah. And you're being productive at being unproductive. Like, why don't you tell mm -hmm. them what show you started watching? No. Yeah, tell them the terrible reality show that you started watching. <laughs> I started watching Sign Sunset. That's yeah. all. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I watched it first, though. And I'm a man. True. We're breaking gender norms. Damn right. <laughs> on this podcast. Okay. So... What does me time look like for you? And is mental health important to you? <laughs> that was so, I worded that so poorly. <laughs> yes, mental like, No, it's not. Yes, mental health is, of course, important to me. And for me, how do you prioritize it? Um, I think just doing, just, you know, focusing on myself, I think. And I know that you've talked about like setting boundaries and stuff. I, I think I naturally set boundaries pretty well. Like, I know when I need my time and I know if people are going to try to, you know, take from me, it's like, no, I, I'm going to do me. Yeah. You're pretty good. I'm pretty, that. I'm pretty good at keeping my head down and kind of doing what I want to do and not really letting, you know, 
peer pressure or whatever. Like, I don't really give a shit what other people think or want me to do. Um, I really admire that about you because as much I'm like that too, but I mean, you know, this, there are certain things that I second guess and I think about and get anxious about. And you're always just like, dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, everyone's got their own shit. And I mean, that's, that's the mental health piece. Everyone has got their shit. Everyone gets nervous about things, get, gets anxious about things. And whether or not they show it, everyone goes home and worries about something, gets sad about something, you know, you know, so it's really about mm-hmm. why spend time worrying about what other people think? Cause realistically, no one's really thinking about you in that way. Like no one really mm-hmm. cares what you're doing. So how do you get over? Cause I know you have to perform. Yeah. You are a D one athlete and last year you started yep. games yeah and i feel like it can be really easy to get in your head do you feel yeah, that way like how totally, do you totally. write about things like what what do you do listen to music or well, what is it um yeah so like before games i generally will just sit back listen to music that pumps me up because I'm sure most people who have played a sport can kind of understand like the antsiness. Like if you're sitting around an hour or two before the game, you just get antsy. You just want to go do it. Cause I'm sure most people who've ever played sports can, can relate to the feeling of, you know, sports or performing at all. I mean, whether it's, you know, you're performing on stage, on a field, whatever it is, yeah. people always get their butterflies and you're so nervous and you get butterflies and then you get out there. And the second you start playing, the second you start performing, whatever it is, it just all goes away. So I think for me, just knowing that, and I mean, obviously knowing that I put the work in, like, this is something we talk about actually with the pitching staff and with our coaches. It's like preparation and knowing that you have a process that you follow in practice. And this goes with anything. I mean, knowing that you studied for a test, you're not going to be as nervous for it because you're prepared. And that goes with sports. If you've practiced, if you've put the hours in, when you get out there, to do it, you're not going to think about, oh, what am I supposed to be? You're just going to do it. And then afterwards, regardless of the outcome, you know that it's just down to the execution, mm-hmm. not like second guessing, oh, what if I had practiced this way? What if I had, you know, lifted this weight? What if I had thrown this many more pitches? Or, you know, if you're studying for a test, it's kind of easy to doubt after, like, what if I studied longer? What if I studied this way? Whereas when you prepare, I think you're just more confident in the outcome. And yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks, you know, pitching poorly because as a pitcher, you kind of are responsible for the whole one side of your team's outcome. Like it's, it's hard to win a game. If I go out there and I give up 10 runs, it doesn't matter how great my hitters do. If I give up 10 runs, I effectively lost this game, but it's just being able to get past that and stick to, your process. I don't know, not to get too much into the sports side of things. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just having confidence in it. And, you know, if I have a terrible outing, I mean, you know, last year I had a couple bad outings and I know you kind of didn't know what to say to me. I was like, like, uh, good game. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're like, do I give him space? Is he pissed? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't like, know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think everyone's different. Some people distract themselves. Some people need to just be mad for a night, sleep on it, wake up. I mean, for me, I'll be pissed off for a couple hours. And then usually as soon as I hit the shower. You have a short memory. For the most part, yeah. Because if you're playing a sport every week or if you're performing every week, whatever your discipline is, you can't 
be thinking about your screw up the next time. You got to get over it. What does it take to be a division one athlete? And this is the last question I'm going to ask regarding, you know, your position as an athlete. Right. Okay. Um, I would say it just takes discipline is probably the biggest thing. It's just like, I mean, not to sound like my coach here, but um, do you want to go out all the time or do you want to play baseball? It's like you certainly can, you know, have a balance and do both, but it's kind of just prioritizing the things that you think might not matter. Like obviously everyone's going to work hard in the weight room because everyone's in there, you know, at, at least for us, it's like everyone's in there, testosterone, yeah, let's lift the heavy weight. Everyone's going to work hard when you're out on the field because the coaches are there. But it's like, are you going to make yourself get eight or nine hours of sleep? Am I going to not eat like shit? It's those little things, I think, that really have the compounding effect that can make the that can pay the biggest dividends as far as athletic performance. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, other than discipline, it's like you really have to love it because it's very time consuming. So you really have to love it's it. It's like your job besides going to class. Yeah, I mean, it, it it essentially is your job. And like for people who are on scholarship, you can treat it like your job. You're getting paid money to go to school. And in return, you have to show up, you have to work hard, and you have to help the team win games. And it's cutthroat at some levels. And, you know, at, at the Division One level, people get cut and things like that. So it can be cutthroat. But, yeah, I mean, you just got to love it and you got to be willing to put the work in it's pretty much just what you would think. I mean, there's no secret formula to it. It's just, you have to enjoy it. And also you're going to get a ton of joy from it because you're going to grow super close to your teammates. You're going to get to have a ton of fun experiences and memories. And like at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember how I pitched. I'm going to remember mm -hmm. the meal that I went and got. Like last year, for instance, I gave up a walk-off home run against Wilmington. <laughs> but, and oh my God, so I give up this walk-off home run it's all over Twitter, like big baseball accounts picked it up and they're like, Oh my God, this kid hit the ball so far. He just disgraced this pitcher's family. But, that, <laughs> but as much as that's a funny story, I don't really remember that. I remember going out to dinner with four or five of my teammates. We're in Wilmington, uh, Carolina, North Carolina. So we go to the seafood place. We get this great food. We walk on the beach and it's like, I'm going to remember those experiences too. So I would say. Plus the walk off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter's not going to forget that. <laughs> just knowing that it's kind of bigger than the sport. It's it's just all about a life experience and learning lessons and growing as a person, stuff like that. Like, I think that's – not to just keep rambling, but I think that's mm -hmm. something in the last year specifically. I've grown a lot as a person, and I've – I think athletes can tend to put their self-worth in their performance. Mm -hmm. And I think people – Which can be hard on your mental health. Oh, totally. I mean, that you talk about mental health for an athlete. I, I think there's a huge shock and adjustment period for athletes when they're done playing. I think they kind of wonder, what do I do now? How do I prove my self-worth? Because, you know, so many years and so many hours is gone going into practicing. When you're done as an athlete, it's like, well, what, what, what the heck do I do now? So I think me the last year, kind of just understanding what else I like to do, you know, exploring, restaurants and you know doing different things and you know just like getting into other hobbies i think that is <clears throat> really beneficial for any athlete you gotta find your self-worth outside of the sport mm -hmm. yeah so we're gonna wrap up here talking about 
his role as an athlete, but I really do think that you touched on some important points. Even if you are looking to bulk or trying to eat more, like I think that you gave some really helpful tips that people can use. And even, I mean, it is just really interesting. Like now me sitting here talking to you, hearing about how you handle things as an athlete and like how you manage your time. And we're all really busy people. So yeah, if it's important to you, you will make time, like you said. And I might be the D one athlete, but Emily is still somehow busier than me because she is involved <laughs> in a, it. Seems like every <laughs> every student organization on campus, and she's got you know like three, four, ten jobs at once. It's fine. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I gotta find a therapist. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone's busy. You gotta make time for it. Make time. Now let's get into the fun part. We're going to talk about our relationship. <laughs> so, Zach, do, so Emily. do you want to walk them through how we met? Sure thing. <laughs> so, Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. I was born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I touched on it earlier. Emily and I both part of the same honors business program here at UC freshman year. We really did not like talk in class at all. I, I maybe talked to her for like two minutes once on a class trip to Chicago, but I never, I don't think I even really made an impression freshman year. And no, he was really quiet. Yeah. I, I, I guess I was tired from practices and I was quiet because now Emily will tell you, I do not shut the hell up, but no. <laughs> um, yeah. So freshman year, we knew of each other. But I, I didn't even really make an impression or anything. And then, you know, like any great 21st century modern love story, <coughs> it was fall of 2020, the, the COVID year. I'm, I'm sitting my ass on the couch and I'm just racking my brain. I'm like, hmm, I would like a girlfriend. Awesome. Who can I? <laughs> this really does not come off very endearing. No, it doesn't. But I was like. You know, that that Emily girl from class last year, I don't know her very well, but she seems cool. I saw she just started this, you know, workout and fitness page. So it looks like she's driven, which we'll talk about later. I wanted somebody who was, you know, driven and had stuff they cared about because I obviously mm-hmm. work hard and care a lot about baseball and care a lot about school. So I wanted someone with similar sensibilities. But I remembered Emily. I talked to her a little bit freshman year and I just I, I figured she was smart which uh yeah <laughs> I was correct she's a lot smarter than me and obviously beautiful of course Aww. uh you know bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically <laughs> no I basically shot my shot in the dms I didn't say anything douche I wasn't like yo bro come over yeah so this is relationship advice yeah. now <laughs> well if you're going for a good stand-up girl like Emily the typical douche moves aren't going to work. So no. I constructed a nice message. Some might say it was simping. I constructed a nice message and just said, hey, we should talk. I know you're interested in the fitness type of stuff. I'm into that too. Do <laughs> <laughs> you play smart? I was like, I play baseball. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically I just, you know, yo shorty, what's your snap? <laughs> and uh, started talking. She definitely really did not like me. <laughs> At all, she wouldn't really respond to me. I don't much. think it wasn't liking yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't think it wasn't liking you. I think it was more of like, oh, this kid plays baseball at UC. He's sliding into my DMs right now. Yeah, bad luck. Ask me for my The only Snapchat. time that I've ever slid in someone's DMs, by the way. So one for one. One for one. I think also at that point in my life. <coughs> Excuse me. I think also at that point in my life, I was very just like, Focusing I'm going to do yourself. me. I'm yeah. going to do me. Yeah. I got out of a two-year relationship. It had been like months. Like. Yeah seven eight months whatever but COVID happened so that was all really weird but yeah I was just like in my zone I was figuring out my major I was getting really into fitness and just eating right and I felt the best I'd felt in a long time so then this kid just slides into my DMs so you're like I don't want some douche just yeah ruining my vibe yeah but you know through through persistence I, I basically just kept texting her and I was like I would like to take you out at some point Mm-hmm. And you know, eventually, thanks to her mom, who I <laughs> shout la- out Stacy. <laughs> I later learned, shout out Mrs. B. <laughs> I later learned that Emily was home over that winter break of 2020, and she was like, "Mom, this kid won't leave me alone." And her mom was like, "Ah, at least get a dinner out of him." <laughs> so, thank you, Stacy Beal, because Emily ended up giving me a chance, and yeah, we went out to the UC favorite Adriatico's, her choice, pizza, pizza. Went on our first date. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't like me very much at the beginning. That's but not. I continued true. to make a good impression, <gasps> and I grew. And now we've been together for nine, ten months. It feels like way longer. We spend yeah so much time together, which we're both busy, but we make a lot of time for each other. I which I'm sure we'll talk about. I wouldn't say I didn't like you. Obviously, why would I keep wanting to see you? Mm. I just think it was more like we were very similar, mm. and you were stubborn, and I was stubborn. Yeah, you're right. And I think we just butt heads kind of in the beginning. Yeah, like a we, yeah, we joke about it, but I I think the the whole two alphas thing is kind of yeah. true. And it was really weird dating or starting just to hang out with you because I didn't really know you that well besides right. over Snapchat. Yeah. And then we just were in person all of a sudden, and it's like, okay, well now you're trying to get to know each other in person and you're different than you are on Snapchat. Yeah, it's like when you're at Zoom class and then you come back <laughs> and you're in person and you teach your hands out of paper and you're like, the, f- the, the F hell? is this. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't want to say a swear on the interview with Emily podcast. So we're both busy. Bu- okay, we're both busy, obviously. <laughs> how, how do we manage to make time for each other? I think it's just choosing to spend the free time with each other mm-hmm. over – other stuff and i mean we definitely balance it well with like because you know honestly both of us are really independent people and we both definitely like our alone time so you know there's gonna there's gonna be a couple nights a week where we're like just taking time for ourselves or whatever but you know a a lot of the time we're just getting together after class and practice and stuff and we cook dinner together a lot and then we'll just relax because we're both so busy during the day a lot of what we do, honestly, is just kind of recharge, talk to each other a lot. We have really great conversations and stuff, help each other out with things. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, watching TV shows, movies, hanging out, cooking has been a really great thing that we do together. Yes. It's been so fun because we both have our own apartments. So we'll try new recipes. We have a few of our favorites, like the pizza we always make yeah, and all that. Yeah, we do like a homemade pizza. We do. 
this one ravioli with ground turkey mm, that's super good that's good yeah. yeah but i would say that if you are in college right now or you're starting a relationship or you're in a relationship and you just feel like you're really busy one thing we all have to do is eat dinner right oh especially dinner yeah so if you can just spend that time together while you're making dinner totally. I, I think that's some of the most fun we have yeah that and trying new restaurants i mean going to explore the yes. city going to different parts of town for cincinnati listeners checking out otr covington oakley you know whatever it may be just trying the new spots and uh emily and i were talking about it earlier you know tons of people don't just sit there and eat dinner they you know pull up a youtube video they put on netflix like people don't just like eat anymore mm -hmm. by themselves so you might as well take that time go get a meal with someone you know go try to get to know someone and, and that could be um you know it could be a relationship it could just be a friend um just go build those connections with people because you might as well you never know where you're going to find a girlfriend boyfriend best friend yeah you never know over food for sure it's a good, good it's a thing. great thing to bond over how did we get to where we are now what do you mean i know i'm kind of like changing the topic here a little bit but kind of but we obviously started dating and we didn't know each other that well <coughs> and i felt at the beginning i don't want to say it was like rocky but i think it just took some time for us to figure each other out because we were both to get comfortable because we were each both other stubborn and more alpha and i think we both had our routines at that point that we'd stuck with for so long and i think the idea of making time for someone else was weird for both of us at the beginning like i especially being in season last year mm -hmm. I, I got particular about like oh i have a game tomorrow or i have to get up to travel this day like i don't want to do anything tonight but i think and then you also being super busy you kind of had some similar things like oh i work tomorrow morning or you know, I have class early yeah. and like we, we all have our nighttime rituals, routines, whatever, um, or our morning routines, big for Emily. So I, I think both of us just kind of not being stubborn and allowing time for each other was big. And I think for me specifically, just being more spontaneous and letting go of like mm -hmm. having to do everything so structured and regimented. And I think that's been probably the healthiest thing that could have ever happened is kind of letting go to some of that because obviously it's good to have structure in your life but when you're letting it dictate you know maybe maybe meeting a great person or you know spending time with friends you can't let yeah. your structure however important it is you can't let it dictate all your experiences you have to make time for spontaneity and friendship and relationships and all that i think that was my biggest thing because I just, one, was used to doing my own thing and worrying about me. And then we started talking and hanging out. And you're an athlete, so you were busy. You were in season when we started talking. And right. I just felt very on on your schedule. Yeah, and like, like – It was like very much just whatever – whenever Zach could hang out, which I understand. But I would say the thing that really changed it for us – Big word here, communication. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because I remember just voicing my – how I felt about things. Yeah. And you were like, wow, we're actually able to have a mature conversation about this and it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean that's a thing too. I mean in college, 
there's varying levels of maturity, both in general and in relationships. And I think some people, you know, play games or won't sit down and talk like adults, but it's like, if if you want a relationship to work, not to go Dr. Phil or whatever, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly pretty simple with Emily and I, if, if one, if something's bothering one of us, we will say, Hey, this is bothering me. Let me explain it to you. We'll make sure the other one understands where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then all we can do at that point is say, I'll do my best to, you know, consider your feelings and consider what I can do better. The mm-hmm. other one says, great, thank you. And then you see if they make the changes. And I think that's a big indicator of maturity and of the type of person you're dealing with. If you bring something up of concern and it just keeps happening and they're not you know, listening make, and making yeah. changes. And then that's probably <laughs> red flag alert. <laughs> red flag alert. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for Emily and I both, we've had little things, whatever that have come up or just, you know, relationship stuff and we'll voice the concerns and then it, it changes. And I mm-hmm. think that's allowed us to grow a lot and have a real mature relationship. We're both busy people as we've touched on. And I think I mean, like I said, we haven't even been together a year, but it, it feels like it's been forever just because yeah. we've we've really hit our stride. I agree. And I think that the one good thing with us is we're patient with each other. Like, we never get in full-on fights ever. No. Not once because we're like, okay, let's just talk about this like adults. Right. There's no need to make this into something that's not. Yeah. So communication is really, really important when For starting sure. out in a relationship. What does a healthy relationship look like to you? Like, what were you looking for? Or what What um, are some important qualities? When in- you Okay, what does a healthy relationship look like? I think what we touched on, communicating. And I think just making sure things are not one-sided, like one person putting forth more effort. And that goes with the communication and that goes with the – you know, compromises or whatever, but just kind of both people being willing to put the other person, you know, at as high of a level as yourself and thinking about the other person and being considerate mm-hmm. and doing things for one another. And, you know, you, you can talk love languages all day, you know, like your acts of service or, you know, whatever it may be. But Get you a man who knows what the love languages are. <laughs> yeah, fellas. Understand love languages. It helps. And I, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to get made. <coughs> excuse me. I might get made fun of for talking about love languages on a podcast with my girlfriend. But hey. What's mine? Yours is acts of service. Yes. God, you paused. I thought I got it wrong. I was going <laughs> to no, say. No, I had to think shit. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't, yeah. For me, a healthy relationship. Something I, I really wanted in a relationship a guy who could communicate, so that's huge, who is mature, driven, had goals, and Zach, you obviously fit all of those things. Yeah. Like, you're very driven. As mature as a guy can be, because both of our dads still make fart jokes. So, you know, guys are still guys, <laughs> but just being able to be mature when you actually have to be mature. But guys are still guys. Yeah, but you work hard. Yep. And you go for what you want and you're no bullshit, which yeah. I really like. And and you're the same way. And I think like she said, we may have butted heads a little bit because mm-hmm. I think we don't even talk about this that much, but we actually are very similar. 
So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, sometimes the things that will piss each other off, it's like definitely kind of the same thing that we each do. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) We're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, wait, I do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do that. Um, I think that having similar interests is important to a certain extent, though. Because... Yeah, I would say having common ground, but you don't have to be the same. I mean, you just have to be open to learn about... Not to cut you off, but you have to learn about the other person's interests. Like That's the best part of... A, that's the best part of a relationship <laughs> is getting to learn more about them and they are able to show you things that they love yeah. like their favorite restaurant or i mean you play baseball i mean i like baseball but was i gonna go to a uc baseball game probably not yeah no one goes to uc baseball <laughs> oh, stop. It, if you're a student it's free just come just oh my god come. It's they're free. fun they're really fun they're really it's way more fun to play when there's people there and when, <laughs> when it's not dressed like a bleacher night, like every other freaking night. I'm tired of I'm tired of only seeing my parents. That's so funny. A- anyway, yeah, come out. And, you know, I'm sure the concession stand has beer and popcorn or whatever. So Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun time. Come out. But that's the awesome part about not having all the same interests because yeah. you get to lo- learn and grow. I can't talk. It's okay. I got it. <laughs> you get to <laughs> – go ahead. Take it away. I, I think – my my favorite thing ever is hearing Emily talk about something that is, that excites her, whether it's today. She's talking about the intuitive eating book that she's reading, and you just see her eyes totally light up, and you see that Aww. she's passionate about what she's learning about. Or, you know, you guys actually might not know this, but Emily is very, very musically inclined. She almost was – she almost went to school for uh, music, but – She's an amazing piano player. She did choir and played piano and was in plays in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. You got it. You guys probably have not heard about that yet. That's that's the other side of energy with Emily. But just whenever we talk about that, just seeing her eyes light up, talking about like performing or singing or playing the piano, things like that. That's my favorite part about a relationship. And I mean, that could go for a significant other. It could go about a friend. I mean, everyone I think loves hearing about what makes people tick. And and that's Mm -hmm. what's interesting about, you know, I mean, people listen to podcasts with people they don't know anything about, but you listen to people who are experts on their topic or people who are an aficionado of different topics because hearing someone talk about what they're passionate about, I think is really interesting. And it's just finding someone else who has passion for something is what we're we're saying. Because if one person is super driven and the other person just like, blah, whatever. What do you want to do? That, I mean, that kind of sucks. Like, it, it's nice when you both have your interests and your goals outside of each other and outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It keeps things interesting. <clears throat> For sure. I would say. And you push each other. Yes. Never settle. Right? You agree with me? Yes, all you energy with Emily Queens out there. <laughs> Never settle. Because, okay, why am I talking about relationships on this podcast? The people you surround yourself with, they have more of an impact on your physical and mental health than you think. Totally. Yeah, because if you're with somebody that doesn't push you, that brings you down, that's not supportive, that doesn't treat you well, I mean, that's not going to make you feel good, right? Right. And, and That's and, not going to fuel and your And also if you surround yourself passions. with 
yeah, if you surround yourself with people who are high achieving, then mm-hmm. you're going to want to be a high achiever because nobody wants to be the least productive member of a group. I mean, no one wants to be, no, no one wants to get the worst score on a test. No one wants to be in the gym, you know, <clears throat> lifting the least amount of weight. Like you kind of just rise to the level of the people who are around yeah. you. So I think that's big. It's motivation. Totally. It's, you know, in a relationship with your friendships. I mean, take a good look at your friendships. Like, are you surrounding yourself with a bunch of turds or (laughs) are you surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you and help you grow and call you out? Like my friends, if I, you know, say something stupid or do something embarrassing, do something embarrassing, or if I go on this podcast and I come off like a douche, they're going to let me hear it. If you go on this podcast, they're going to let you hear it no matter what. (laughs) Correct. But if I, you know, start acting like a douche because I think, oh, I'm a big D1 athlete, uh, you know. I mean, you're just a pitcher. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Hey, I'm, it's only baseball. It's only baseball. No one really cares. I'm not Des Ritter, but you know. (laughs) Anyway, just just having people around you support you and also to call you out and be Mm -hmm. real with you because also... That, that's a problem too. If your friends are all just like, oh yeah, that's great. Uh, do that. And then talking behind your back. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. But. Well, yeah. I mean, that's probably more of a girl thing. Dudes just say what they mean usually, but yeah. But <clears throat> if no, we're talking no, about, right, re- if we're talking about relationships, be picky. I would say is the biggest thing. I never saw Zach <laughs> coming literally like you came out of left field. Yeah. Right out of the DMS, right out of the freaking DMS. And look at us now. I wasn't even going to go on a date with him. But and now we're recording a podcast on a Tuesday. Yeah. I would say, yeah, just be picky. If you're not happy, if that person isn't motivating you to be better, doesn't fit your interests or what you're looking for, there are a ton of people out there for you. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's not just like what's comfortable. It's about what pushes no. you as a as a person yeah and i'm not saying our relationship is <laughs> perfect because that's another thing about a relationship is you grow together totally and you always try to improve it yeah and it's never gonna be perfect no but uh yeah you just do your best so what are some of what's your- my favorite color my favorite what's color favorite is color? red no emily what's your favorite color purple okay Okay, I, see, I'm glad that I we would, answered that question. I would be a great podcast host. I'd be like, I'd be like, what's your favorite color? <gasps> All right, going back to my question, what are some of your favorite things we do together? Uh, cooking is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I have learned a lot from Emily for sure, and also like completing a task together with your significant other, I think is, <coughs> excuse me, is very rewarding, and you get to eat the meal that you made. What about we did a puzzle? That yeah. was rewarding. Yeah, yeah, that was that fun. That was really fun. Um, yeah, cooking together is great. It feels very grown up, but it's 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 really fun. Going out to restaurants and exploring mm-hmm. places with you is so fun. Like shops and restaurants is awesome. Um, and then I, I really just like talking to you. Like you're a very good conversationalist, and I'm sure the po- podcast listeners or people who know you understand that. Like. You're not dry. Like, you're not just like a, yeah, okay. 
whatever like god i hope not no like it, <laughs> nobody would listen to this it's back to what we touched on earlier you're passionate about um you know your your pastimes and stuff mm -hmm. and that makes it interesting to talk to you and and you can give an interesting perspective so i mean honestly we just sit around and talk a lot of the time and then yeah that's true also we do normal stuff you know watch tv shows together lots of shows lots, lots of, of shows movies. we're on ted lasso right now it's really good yeah it's fun yeah but uh, you know pretty normal relationship just both mm -hmm. really extra cool awesome swag people yeah so not not just your regular relationship <laughs> <laughs> okay what are some qualities that i think this is really important because like i said earlier when you're in a relationship, it's not going to be perfect and you're going to grow together. And I think that this relationship has shown me that I could do some self-improvement as well. Like personally with my own growth, you know what I mean? I see. Not just in a relationship with you. So what are some qualities that you think I bring out in you? And I'll talk about some qualities that I think you bring out in me. Mm. I think you make me more considerate for sure. Mm. you make me way more considerate like sometimes I, I i talked about it before like i sometimes get stuck to my routine and i just think about me a lot and not to say i was ever selfish but i definitely just always kind of like set a lot of boundaries and i wasn't super open to the possibility of giving another person i i guess as much time as i give myself even though you were like I want to take this girl out on a date and talk to you for so long. Right. <laughs> yeah. But just, I, I, I think you've, you've probably made me be more, more open with, um, like my time. Like I was always pretty open emotionally. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I have no problem talking about that kind of stuff, but just with prioritizing my time. Um, other than that, I mean, I just think you've made me more mature. You've helped me with a lot of things. Like I literally did not know how to cook. Now I know how to cook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but we're working on that. <laughs> yeah, that's still a work in progress. Definitely. Tonight, our, our, the meal I made was pretty good. Level up. But tonight. most of the time, I'm like, how is it, Emily? And she's like, yeah, it's good. It's good. But Throws it out. Yeah, you know, I still suck at cooking, let's be honest. No, you're fine. So is that it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. So for you, I think the biggest thing. Oh man. I would have to say you've made me <laughs> you say you've <laughs> this is actually really funny. You say that I've made you care more. I would say you've made me care less. <laughs> What you've, a, you've made me care less great and not in a bad way great <laughs> great juxtaposition there great what? great not, juxtaposition not there. in a bad way zach is very just like i'm gonna do me and i don't care now about certain things yeah. he's a very caring person and i don't want it to come across like he doesn't care about others because he definitely does but also, in certain i'll say this what changed between the beginning of our relationship and not I'm super caring and like I'll drop whatever <laughs> for like my family and my close friends. And I think at the beginning, Emily just was not, I, I, I didn't know her that well, straight up. And I think 
at the beginning, I just was not willing to, you know, give her that super inner circle treatment yet because we had just gone on a couple of dates. It wasn't even that, but okay. <laughs> but then, okay, as we got to know each other better, now it's like, it's like how Emily said, how I'm like, <clears throat> I'm going to do me. Now it's like me and my circle are going to do us. It's like Emily and I yeah. are going to do what, what the hell we want to do. Yeah. So now you're just like a very close part of mm -hmm that for sure i think for me i i've always not really cared like i do me and i don't really care what other people think i don't compare myself too much but there are certain situations where i overthink i am very anxious about certain things or i'm like oh is this okay zach or did i say something wrong or like should i've handled this situation differently and i can compare myself and i can overthink you know mm -hmm. and Zach always just brings me back to the present moment and reminds me nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're doing. And so I think that that has really helped me because he's made me just care less about caring what other people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know how to word that, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just care doing less me. about what other people think. Yeah. And, and so that's really nice also. And like, and like set boundaries with other people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Patience, I think, is another thing. Yeah, I mean, you've really helped me with. That's one for me, too. I mean, that's just anybody when you get into a mature relationship, you kind of yeah. put yourself to your side and you put your own little particularities to the side. Like, we're all particular about shit. It's like, I like to put this on my desk this way. And Emily comes mm -hmm. in and dumps all her shit <laughs> all over my room. And it's like, if you love a person, you care about a person, you're, you let things slide so that's just yeah. personal growth that getting over particular particularities i think or even routines because we're we're both very stuck that in too. certain routines yeah so Being when it's when it's in the morning and you're over at my place and i'm trying to do like my morning routine and i'm just like please leave <laughs> <laughs> please get out um no not not really like that but yeah i think we both bring out qualities in each other Definitely. Or have made qualities better yeah. that we didn't think could have been better. For sure. Or that we could have worked on. Because, yeah, like we said, we're similar, mm -hmm. but we're making each other better. True. Last question we have for Zach. Alex. <laughs> if you were to give somebody advice right now who's either in a relationship or looking for one, what are three things Ooh. you would tell them? All right, again with the three. All right. Three <clears throat> or two or four, whatever. Ooh, okay. Plus right. your boat. There you go. We're, we're breaking boundaries out here. I know. Okay. Um, yeah. Emily touched on it, but I would say be picky. Mm -hmm. And not that you can go into a, uh, go into a situation with a checklist, like a freaking job interview, like this person needs to be this, this, and this. But you have to know what you want, I think. So for me... I didn't really, you know, I didn't have like a type or I didn't care about, you know, much other than I want someone who is intelligent. I want someone who is a nice, good person. And the big thing I wanted someone who is driven and who has their own kind of goals, aspirations that are on a similar level of my, as mine. Cause I, mm -hmm. I just think most people, you want to be on more of an even playing field in that department because if one person is super driven 
and the other one isn't and maybe i, I don't want to say aimless but you know it, it's kind of a weird dynamic because if one person is chasing their dreams or you know really driven towards accomplishing a goal it's like we talked about like we're both busy so i think if i mean emily does all this stuff with her account and her podcast and she spends a lot of time on it and that means maybe sometimes i don't get spent as much time with her she's working on all this if i was a person who you know just got drunk three times a week and went to class and didn't have anything i was really working towards or goals i'd be like oh man i'm just sitting around waiting for emily to be done doing mm -hmm. her stuff but it's like i have my stuff to work on too so long-winded answer but yeah. finding someone similar sensibilities okay um what was the question oh my god <laughs> Three things to look for in a relationship. Finding someone that listens to you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, the similar sensibilities, I think being ready to be flexible that maybe I, I wasn't totally ready to give all of my flexibility and like be fully ready for another relationship, but at the beginning at least, but that is something too. You have to know you're gonna have to make compromises, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, similar sensibilities, know you're gonna make compromises, but also conversely with that, you still have to stick to your guns and set, set boundaries. And, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, you have to set boundaries still. If there's so, something that you, you're like, no, I will absolutely not budge on this. And that yeah. person's not, not giving it to you, just, then that's that's not, not your person then that's, then that's not an, yeah. an understanding person i mean rational good understanding people <clears throat> are going to be able to understand boundaries mm -hmm. as far as you know i work this many hours on this not going to change you can't get to me on tuesday nights that's when we record our podcast you know whatever it may be yeah. or you can't get to me on uh monday mornings that's when i do my jazzercise class you know <laughs> whatever it may be you got to so yeah, I mean, conversely, be open, willing to, um, you know, change for not change for someone, but be but be, be open to just be open and be flexible. Yeah, and know you're gonna have to make compromises. But yeah, conversely, set boundaries and stay strong with your personal what you believe in stuff. Because I think I think strong people independently make strong relationships. And honestly, you should probably make sure you're in a point mentally where you're ready for a relationship because maybe but yeah. also there's never a right time i feel like there's never i did a right not time. see you coming i did not see this relationship coming and i think that that's some of the best relationships <laughs> because you're not planning it you're not forcing it for to sure happen. for sure I, i'm not saying plan it i'm saying make sure you're ready in a, in a place where you can give enough to another person because you're not too busy working on yourself mm -hmm. a lot. Obviously yeah. you can do both, but you have to be ready you, for that. You have to be available for both. Yeah. Well, if you're still listening, if you've made it this far yeah. <laughs> and you are at the end here, you got through all of our stupid jokes and laughing and comments. Congrats. You're probably one of a few. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, do you think you'll be back on the podcast, maybe? Most definitely. You got to write up some more questions, but I will be back. Okay. Well, we'll see if I want you back on. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if I'm invited back on. Geez. If you're invited back on. 
So if this... We'll see how this podcast does. See if you want me back. Yeah. If this episode has taught you guys anything, I hope it's that... Do not date a redhead. Yes. Do not date a redhead. I, I'm, <laughs> Wait, did we tell them that you have red hair? I'm the redhead, by the way. Yes, he's the redhead. They're like, no. oh my God, I listened to an hour of a redhead? Ew. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, well. Take a second this week, tonight, whenever, and think about the people in your life and who you have surrounded yourself with. Are they lifting you up? Are they challenging you, motivating you, supporting you? Do they give you energy? And if they don't, then I would say move on. Thank you. Next. That's our outro song. Thank Thank you. you. Next. All right. Okay. I'm getting made fun of for that. Definitely. For this whole thing you are. All right, well, that's all I've got. What about you? you have any last minute? Oh, I was going to say I don't care if I get made fun of because I love you. Okay, love you too. And I love this podcast. I'm your number one one fan. Hell yeah. Energy with Emily. All right, that's all we have for you on this episode. I hope you got something out of it. If not, that's okay. We can try again next week. (laughs) See ya. See ya. (laughs) Thank you.